Do you ever feel like you're working hard but not making much progress? It's common to feel this way during an extended crisis like we've been in with the pandemic. The fastest way to get traction is to prioritize your activities and then tie them to a strong sense of purpose. In this episode, you'll learn the difference between taking your foot off the gas and pumping the brakes. See why time, and not just money, is a profit from your company. And also how to pick your primary motivation so you can start to pursue it. Own Your Business is a podcast for event professionals who want to grow with proven approaches. I'm Sam Jacobson, a sales, pricing, and copywriting expert in the wedding industry. Throughout my career, I've booked hundreds of events for millions in revenue. I've also led teams in premium and luxury markets. Now I coach people like you with my company, ID Action Consulting. It's not easy to run a business, especially if it's a business of one, because we aren't born knowing everything. Like you, I had experts who showed me the way when I was starting out and when I was ready to level up. I hope this podcast gives you the confidence to own your business. Can you believe that it was about a year ago that Clubhouse took off? Man, those were the good old days. I'm telling you, I had been putting off doing a podcast for years. People had been telling me for a long time since I started doing consulting work, maybe even before then, that... I should do a podcast. And I think a lot of it was because I had a radio voice or maybe a radio face. I don't know. But whatever the case was, I had not done it in years. And then in November of 2020, I thought, you know what? I'm going to do a podcast. And then I got put on hold because Clubhouse happened. And it was a hell of a lot easier for me to not buy any of the equipment and to not learn any of the digital mastering work that needed to be done for audio. And instead, just hop on Clubhouse by clicking on an app. And boy, was it fun. I had such a good time sharing information, connecting with people. I mean, we all needed it then. It had been so long since we've been able to collect and communicate with each other in some other way than just liking or commenting on social media. But here's the thing. When I was doing Clubhouse for like two hours a day, every day during the week, it really wore me down. I love seeing all of the positive responses from people talking about how the information I was sharing was helping their businesses. And and that really kept me going. That was the helper's high. But I remember one day Katie came in and she said, Sam, you have got to slow it down. You're doing too much. You're going to wear yourself out and your clients need you. Your family needs you. Your friends need you. And so I remember telling her, (laughs) and I said, okay, I'll take my foot off the gas. No problem. I can do that. And she said, no, no, no. You need to pump the brakes. Not take your foot off the gas, but pump the brakes. Now, going fast at 100 miles an hour is something that I've done my whole life. Ask anybody who's known me. It's really nothing new in my business life either. When I was working at the resort up in Washington, Roche Harbor, I was the perfect guy at the perfect time because I moved into a leadership role right before the Great Recession hit. And a lot of the work that I did, especially in events, was about growing revenue for the whole company. It was the rising tide that was literally lifting the boats. But it also was a little bit too much too fast. We went from something like 30 events a year to 50 to 60 to 80 to 100. And while 4Xing sales is great, 
doing all the work that needed to be done to fulfill those orders was a ton. Too much so. In fact, I remember the GM came to me one day during the summer and we had done something like an event a day for two months straight. And our culinary team was just beat up. I thought they were going to come at me with their chef knives. And he says to me, Sam, I know you can sell, but we've got to make sure that we can service it too. At Todd Events, after I left that resort, I went to go work at Todd Events. And I remember we used to have these big 20, 25 person production meetings with everybody in the company to go through all of that week's events that we had just done and the upcoming three or four weeks worth of events that we had to do. And we'd pull out this massive event, like hundreds of thousands of dollars in design and decor, or we would do this crazy hard install, or we would pull off seven different events all on the same weekend, all across the DFW Metroplex. And I would hear from everybody. They tell me their success stories and people wanted to continue to chat about the success. And I was ready to move on. I would always say something along the lines of that's great, but I want to make sure that we're using an efficient use of our time. And so I want to move on to the next week. And behind closed doors, they used to call me too soon, Sam. I remember one day, one of the, the sales managers, she, she announced it in the, the production meeting. I, I just couldn't help but giggle. Too soon, Sam. I moved on too soon. I was ready to move on to the next thing, whatever had to be done. It's how I approach life, all the way down to how I unload the dishwasher. I kid you not, I look at the dishwasher as a problem to solve every single time I unload it. And I go through, and within a few seconds, I calculate given what's inside of it when I first open it, how I'm going to unload it in the most efficient way possible. But a couple of years ago, I learned a valuable lesson. Katie again taught me this one. She is so good. We joke that I'm the dreamer and she's the analyzer. I'm the kite. She's the string. I always want to fly off and she's always pulling me back down to reality. So a couple of years ago, we were heading down to engage. I was speaking at this one. It was in Mexico and we were super psyched about the week that we had ahead of us. And I was talking with her about our new copywriting service that we were offering. This is when we had just started it and we weren't sure how much we were going to be able to do. And Katie was our only copywriter at the time. We have five full-time copywriters now, but we were just getting things going. And, and I remember Katie, who's kind of slow and steady, she was like, quit pressuring me to do more work than I'm ready to do. And I kept thinking, how can I shoehorn in one client, another client. I had a whole bunch of coaching clients that I was working with that needed copy. And I wanted to find the most efficient way to get all of them what they needed. But Katie wasn't having any of it. And she reminded me why we moved back to the island. Now, remember, I had worked at this resort from basically 01 to the end of 14. And then I got a job in Dallas with Todd Events, and I moved out there in 15 and 16 were the two years that I spent there. But then the big reason for leaving Todd Events and starting up ID Action in the first place was because I wanted to move back to the island. I was only getting about 35% time with my daughter, and I knew that I could spend more time with her, more meaningful time, if I was there on the island. And Katie said, let's do this. I'm committed to us and to our family. And we should move back across the country. Let's pick up and move. And so the ID Action company was started 
because I needed the independence. I couldn't be tied to an operation. And she reminded me that the big reason that we were here was to be able to spend time with our family, to enjoy a high quality of life in a beautiful environment. So fast forward a couple of days, we hit the conference. I'm listening to the keynote by Mike McCallowitz. He starts talking about Profit First, his book, Profit First. In there, he talks about how he learned too late after he basically lost it all, that it wasn't so much about the revenue, it was all about the profit. And to start with the profit that you want to make as the foundation for everything that you do in your business. I was sitting there and I was thinking, you know what? He's absolutely right, but he's also wrong. And here's what he was wrong about. It wasn't money that you had to start with. It wasn't the amount of money that you were going to make that was the profit that was important. It was the amount of time that you get by being a business owner. That's what we want most. That's what we want more than anything. We want the time to be able to enjoy the life that we want to live. And so I left that conference with my one big takeaway. You know, they say if you can get one big takeaway at a conference, it's totally worth the fee. Well, my takeaway was that instead of thinking about how much money we were going to make with our company or how much we were going to help our clients, because both those things are important. That's what makes it a business. But the most important thing was to figure out what kind of time did I want to profit. And I wanted to profit from 4 o'clock in the afternoon to 8 o'clock in the morning every weekday and also all day every weekend. And I also wanted to take eight weeks of vacation every year. That was the time that I wanted. That was the profit that I wanted out of the company. Now, what I realized is that it was most important for me to work on limiting my own desires and my expectations first. Because that was something that I could control. I remember saying back in high school, early college, unhappiness is the difference between where you are and where you want to be. Unhappiness is the difference between where you are and where you want to be. And one of the things that leads to so much unhappiness is that there's this big gap between where you are and where you want to be. But you don't really get to control so much where you are. That's just is. That's reality. But the where you want to be, your own expectations, that's certainly something that we can control. Now, if you're anything like me, you set high expectations. You want to achieve a lot with your business, with your life. And so we set these goals, these goals that we have when we first start our business or maybe when we're looking to level up. And these, these goals are super important. But what I found in working with hundreds of wedding professionals one-on-one over the last half decade is that a lot of times the current goals that we have or that we think are directing our business are actually old goals, goals that we used to have. And we just haven't stopped to sit down and think about what are our new goals. Sometimes the goals that we have aren't even our own goals. They're somebody else's goals. What we see other people working towards, striving for. And we then adopt them as our own. Now, one of the really cool things that I did, again, about a year ago, was enroll in this program for behavioral economics at Texas A&M University. And in there, my first class that I took was called Marketing to Mind States. And it was taught by Will Leach, who is incredibly talented and super knowledgeable about what motivates human beings to make decisions. 
And we worked through his book, Marketing to Mind States, which you can get. It's like 15, 20 bucks. One of the best books I've ever read. Super simple, easy to understand. And in there, he puts out that there are nine core motivators that we have found out through behavioral psychology that drive people to make decisions in their lives. Some of them are competence, the ability to do things, security, feeling confident and comfortable in your position, nurturance, taking care of other people, belonging, that sense of being connected to each other, empowerment, the freedom to pursue the opportunities that you want. I got a lot of empowerment in me, but what I realized at the time, going back to 2019, when I was talking with Katie about why we had made the decisions that we had made in our lives and what ultimately we wanted, I realized that two motivators were getting a hold of me and weren't letting go. One of them was achievement and the other was esteem, which is to be recognized by others for the work or things that you do or have. Now, I see achievement and esteem driving business decisions for wedding pros pretty frequently. This is what guides our goals and the direction of our company more than any of the other motivators. Achievement and esteem. How can we be recognized for the things that we accomplish? Now, what I realized is that was what was driving me to keep my foot on the gas and go a thousand miles an hour. I'll get into the details of that on some other episode, but I'm still working through them. Ask my therapist. Because that drive to achieve or to be recognized by others, I think is something that really motivates a lot of wedding pros. I know it motivated me and it still does, but I got to tame the beast. Because what I was reminded by Katie about is that it's not really achievement or esteem that's motivating me. As I hit my early 40s and I think about my life, what I really want is autonomy. I want independence, freedom to pursue the things that interest me, that make me happy, that bring me joy. Because this other motivator is engagement. I want to live in the moment. I want to indulge in life's pleasures. I want to do what I want to do when I do it, how I do it, for the reasons that I want. And I want to enjoy, I want to, you know, soak up as much of life as I can. That's what motivates me. And maybe it's because I've already had some measure of success. Maybe that's why I'm now motivated by these things. But what I have found in looking at a lot of other wedding professionals who maybe say that they're driven by achievement or esteem, or that's what their actions determine, they're actually harboring this desire to remain autonomous, to not work in the nine to five world, to not work for the man, to not have to put in presentee hours so you don't get fired. What I realized, like many wedding professionals, is that my focus is my family. I want to hang with my kids, my wife. We also live in a beautiful part of the country, one of the top destinations to visit. We live here. We live on two acres. That's a lot. This island wants to be a forest again, and I got to fight it. So I spend a lot of time in the yard, and I love it. I love mowing my lawn. I love building things. I like tending to the chickens. I like doing stuff on the property. I love traveling away from it too. I love traveling to new places, hiking and adventuring in the wild, spending more time with friends. 
I love a good fire during the winter, especially where I can curl up with a book or maybe go burn off some energy with a workout. These are the things that I live for. And they're the things that should drive my decisions that I make as a business owner. Just like you have to go through and figure out what are your priorities and what are you spending your time doing? Oftentimes we go through and we run on this hamster wheel without remembering why it is that we're doing what we do or without checking in to see what it is that we now want to accomplish. We just keep going at this breakneck pace and we don't stop. Even though we know it's causing us pain and stress, loss, all these things happen because of the decisions that we make. The other day I was reading in a book called Burnout, one of my clients recommended. We ended up making it the book club book for December for our online membership community. And in there, there was a story about an experiment that scientists had done. Now, I read about this before. It's a really good one. There was a front part of the experiment where the scientists created some sort of electric shock that the participants felt. They were asked, how much money will it take for you to make this electric shock stop? And so they went through, they collected that information. But here was the real part of the experiment that they wanted to get the information on. And that was what happened afterwards. So after the quote unquote experiment was finished, the participants were taken to another room where they were told that they had to wait for something like 15 minutes. Now in the room, they were not allowed to do anything. They just had to sit with their thoughts. However, they put the same electric shock buzzer in there that they had just left and paid somebody to stop doing to them. And what the scientists wanted to know was what would people do with the buzzer? Now, it turns out that two-thirds of men and one-quarter of women, rather than sit with themselves and their own thoughts for 15 minutes, would entertain themselves by shocking themselves again. Even though they had just paid somebody to stop doing this, they're like, you know what? I'm going right back to it. Two-thirds of men, one-quarter of women. And as I was reading this, a thought occurred to me. Are we afraid to be bored with our businesses? Are we afraid to not do something? Are we afraid to let go of the achievement goal? Are we afraid to let go of the recognition that we want from our peers, from our clients? Do we shock ourselves with our businesses when we're bored? When we don't know what it is that we want to do anymore, do we entertain ourselves or push off and procrastinate having to really do the thinking by making more work for ourselves, by saying yes to things that we shouldn't, by doing things that don't profit us in the things that are most important. Maybe, I know I've been guilty of this. Maybe you have too. I've seen it in a lot of my clients. So many business owners are dreamers, we come up with solutions to problems that we see. We form a company around it. We take on work and projects. We say yes to so many things in the hopes that we can help people. But what we end up doing is making so much work for ourselves that we forget why it is that we did this in the first place, which is that we wanted to be creative and autonomous and independent to enjoy life. 
But we get so bogged down with all the work that we create for ourselves that we can't sit with our thoughts. We can't be with our friends. We can't travel the world. We can't hike and adventure in the wild. We can't develop a home instead of just having a house. But you can stop doing that. You can slow it down. You can take your foot off the gas and just pause for a moment and look around and figure out what direction am I headed? I was driving home from the airport. It's a long drive to get back to the airport and there's two routes up through Seattle. One is I-5 and one is 405 and usually one of them is pretty backed up and Katie and I were driving up and I remember I was like, hey, which way are we going to go? You only have about two minutes to figure it out and Waze takes a little while for us to load up and so we were looking for which direction to take. And I remember I had to slow down from like 70 to 60 and then to 50 and then to 40 because <laughs> we just couldn't find the signal. But I didn't want to get too far down the road and have to choose without knowing what direction was going to be best. That's what we have to do with our businesses sometimes. We have to take our foot off the gas and slow it down a little bit to make sure that if we go left or right, we're going down the right path before we get too far down. Because you don't have the time to head down the wrong path. My mentor, Laura Moriarty, she taught me fast is slow and slow is smooth. Fast is slow and slow is smooth. And so I would share that wisdom with you. And I hope that you make sure you are going in the right directions for the right reasons. Especially as you head into 2022. Otherwise, you may end up spending wasted time faster than you can earn it back. Boom. That's it for this episode on Own Your Business. If you've heard me on a stage or a workshop or someone else's podcast, you know I have a hard time keeping it short, but I know you're busy. So thanks for spending time with me today. You have a ton of options for guides when it comes to getting you to where you want to go. I hope you found someone you can continue to trust. If you have a friend who could use practical strategies to own their business, please share this episode with them. If you can't think of anyone in particular, we'd settle for a quick review on whatever podcast platform you listen through. 